Welcome to BenchCast, the podcast for benchwarmers. I'm your host, Neville O'Donoghue. Today's podcast is a special one. I was at the Web Summit in Lisbon last week where I heard some excellent speakers, and not so excellent a speaker, has to be said. All in all, it was pretty impressive to see how the whole thing is run and set up, and how people came back after last year's one being cancelled. You have to tip your hat to Petty Cosgrave and his team. It's a great success story and well done to all there. At the event, I managed to bump into some famous sports people, including Emma Jones, presenter from Leeds United TV, BBC and other things she's done, former Ireland tighthead prop Mike Ross and Ballyhooliman, and finally, but by no means least, World Cup winner and former Arsenal player Gilberto Silva, with his business partner Tim Chase. Give it a listen, enjoy. Emma Jones, how are you? I'm very well, thanks Neville, how are you? I'm great, thanks. It's uh, nice to bump into you here at the Web Summit. Um, this your first time at it? It is my first time at it. I did not know what to expect, but it's it's amazing, as you'll have seen. There's great atmosphere here, lots of people. Yeah. It's like almost like being at a football ground without the pre-drinks and without the shouting and screaming when a goal goes in. Yeah, no, I, um, I like, as I said, I've been following you for a while because we'd, uh, in Ireland we'd have like a big Leeds following. And I just, I and of course you follow us and... I just said, like, how bad, two birds with one stone there, and I'll, uh, I'll nail you for an interview, so thanks a million for doing this. No, thank you so much, and do you know what? The Irish Leeds fans are some of my favourite. When they, pre-COVID, when they'd come over to Ellen Road, and you'd hear about their journeys, their travels, where their affiliation for the club came from, it was just amazing, and it didn't matter if they'd had, like, no hours sleep, they were well up for it, always, and do you know what? So warm and welcoming with me, they would embrace me, we'd all be, you know, there having a drink together having a laugh having photos and it was like there is something so wholesome yeah. about the the irish leeds fans well we well we definitely love to party anyway but i remember that famous leeds team in the 70s and of course you probably remember johnny giles that played for leeds and like that guy he must be like a hero over in leeds absolutely and i think that's what it is is with for leeds united over the years there have been a number of irish players haven't they that have played for the club and associated with the club that have marked themselves down as heroes so obviously it would be a natural thing that they would follow them and i think that's why this current leeds united team um are a wonderful breed because we're giving those fans back almost what they remember from that era you know that special well being in the most elite league but also that style of play making football so enjoyable to watch after they've sort of ridden this wave of Leeds United over the last 16 years it's like we're able to give it them back now yeah, it's a lovely town I was there before and I was I did the tour on Ellen Road and um Leeds had a good win at the weekend against Norwich um, and now they play Leicester City at the weekend but they're just above the the bottom three. Do you think they'll survive and do you think um, Marcel Bielsa, I can't pronounce his name. Marcelo Bielsa. Do you think he's the right man? I, I do, I think he's the right man. I think that he's man right. is a god. Yeah. Um, he is almost like a mythical creature because no one ever really knows what's going on inside Marcelo Bielsa's head but whatever it is that's going on in there is working because he's managed to get what was a mid-table championship side into the Premier League. Had a great season last season. Obviously not had the best start to the season this year but we've had some very notable injuries you know that have all come at once as well having your striker out for a start isn't great is it um but much needed result against norwich and you know what the boys they work tirelessly they train so hard they will stay up i have no fear i have absolutely no fear about them getting relegated but come back to me at the end of the season (laughs) what about newcastle and united though you must be fairly pissed off up in the north that like they're getting all this money and uh i suppose especially well if you're a sunderland fan you must be 
dying nearly like you know but Leeds mustn't be too happy either I, I wouldn't say that we're unhappy do you know what I'm I'm an advocate of if it's Newcastle you know of almost they've had their fair share of struggles they've had years of struggles and strife so it's probably much deserved that they actually have got some financial backing behind them you've also got to utilize that money well you know you've got to and Newcastle fans will be hoping that actually you know that the right manager is brought in that hopefully if they make any signings or if, if there's any loan players coming in january that they can be sort of impact players and that they can keep them up because otherwise they're going to need a manager that's going to get them back out of the championship and back into the prem yeah no i'm i'm the leads have always been a sleeping giant to be fair but um it's been a quite and why why leads then uh Emma? like like we were talking off air that uh you've kind of moved all around england or the uk like and what's why where's the love for leads come from tell me why anyone wouldn't love leads united it is do you know what the moment I stepped foot into Ellen Road it was a feeling I've never experienced before the south stand roaring going mental before the game had even started I just remember taking a breath and going wow this is phenomenal this atmosphere this feeling and you know everybody would say this about their team their club of course they would but there is a real feeling at Leeds United that even if you know if when the players when the players really really need that 12th man the fans get behind them yeah. you hear them at away games you hear marching on together louder than you hear the home fans yeah. and there is something so special that it feels like home yeah. that's the best way to describe it no it's definitely one of those traditional clubs it seems and um, about your own career then I suppose uh, like you started off with um, you started off in Dean's College wasn't it you did sociology psychology and then traveling tourism before eventually doing journalism was it in sheffield that's what the internet's telling me anyway like uh, what uh what like what sort of it wasn't always journalism like what made you start off and then move into it the internet tells a lot of lies but that bit's actually true um i did do those a levels and then i thought you know what i've got a massive gob i love talking one of my teachers at school actually said to me emma if you spend as much time doing your work as you do talking you might actually get somewhere in life so i thought you know what i'll put that into practice so i went to sheffield um i did a degree in journalism and then i did a master's in broadcast journalism after that and it just kind of went from there I think and I feel like the luckiest person in the world because I get to do a job that allows me to meet so many incredible people with so many different and diverse stories and you know I get paid to do it what's not as you know what's not to love about that no, no you're right and tell us like what's the what's the end goal then because I know you've done bits with uh, obviously you're with Leeds TV now uh, you've done with stuff with Squadder we could do a football website William Hill etc suppose Sky Sports one of the days or what's what you want to what's the end goal do you know what I am so I'm doing loads of different things at the minute and I'm really really happy with where I'm at and I'm a, I'm a fan of having goals but also appreciating the present and where I'm at now so I am loving and embracing every opportunity do you know what to be honest Neville a year ago half the stuff I'm doing now was not on my plan I didn't know it would happen but magical things have happened and I can't believe where I am so I've just got a feeling that my life is kind of going to plan its out for me rather than me plan it out um but ultimately you know i want to continue doing what i love which is meeting amazing people and talking to them and finding out their stories and i want to continue finding my purpose in life and, and helping people and ultimately i would hope that my job will allow me to get to a place where i can give back yeah and speaking of purpose like i'm you're actually i, I started this podcast during the lockdown and um you're actually the second girl i had on this i had an irish rugby girl on before this and it's great that you know there's women in sport and more is happening like you know like what's your opinion do you think we need to do more for women in sport oh, i think it's amazing that now we live in a time where there are women are represented 
so much better than they ever were. And I'm so grateful for the women that have paved the way to allow us to have the jobs that we've got today. There's always more that can be done. As can be said for so many areas in society, there is always more that can be done. And I will always encourage more to be done. I will always advocate for more to be done. But I feel that in terms of progress made to this point, we have come a very long way. Yeah, no, it's definitely great to see women presenters when you see them on Super Sunday and stuff like that. And um, also, uh, I suppose I'm just trying to go through my questions here now. And um, no, that's that's about it really, I suppose, Emma. Like, um, yeah, so Leeds, you think they'll stay up this season and your man Belelsa, he's an absolute god up in Leeds. Absolutely. Marcelo Bielsa can do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, Leeds United will be absolutely fine. And fingers crossed, Marcelo Bielsa will be alongside us for the foreseeable. And actually, the final question that came, came back into my head, um, how did you get big first off like if you're a young girl now or a young person boy or girl trying to get into presenting what like was it your instagram took off or was it your twitter and then you got spotted there uh, i mean to be honest with you i kind of carved my career path in the traditional way going to uni masters broadcast journalism and getting work experience working for free at loads of different outlets uh, i did all sorts of different jobs i've been an assistant news editor at channel five i've made jingles at radio stations i have done you name it i've done it but now i would say we live in a time where there are so many opportunities for up-and-coming presenters to make that full time at this now yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for right now, content creators, they, you know, I'm excited for the generation that is to come because they can do the things that we, I was taught to do at university themselves. They, they are self-taught. There are, there are great platforms there to put your own work out there. And if I were to give any advice to anybody who is aspiring to be a presenter in sports or otherwise, it would be find your passion, find what you love, be yourself go after your dream make your own content and go knocking on doors and make people watch it fair play and finally i do this with all my guests 60 second questions where you have to answer on the spot so favorite food chocolate favorite golf course at vale royal near me how often do you do your dirty laundry uh, <laughs> not as often as i should <laughs> westlife or boys on oh westlife yeah. do your best celebrity impression Oh my God, who do I do a good... Oh, you're a bit new, but shut up. You don't know nothing about nothing. Right. You've no idea who that is, wonder. do you? <laughs> That's Vicky Pollard. Okay, right. You Sorry. might have seen it. That's my bad. I could do. My bad. Win the World Cup or win the Masters? Uh, World Cup. Favourite holiday? America. Um, who would play you in a movie? Oh, I mean, I'd like to say Margot Robbie, but it definitely wouldn't be because she's not common enough. So I've no idea. Okay. And- a northern Margot Robbie. <laughs> okay, right. And um, leg day or chest day? Oh, God. I mean, neither is my preference, but leg day. You feel better for it afterwards. Okay. And finally, tea or coffee? Coffee. Okay. Keeps me alive, Neville. Very good. Emma, thanks a million for that. And uh, hopefully I'll see you around the web summit. Amazing. Thank you so much. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you, my love. No Cheers. Mike Ross, how are you? Not too bad. How are you, Neville? Not too bad. You were... Uh, you, uh, first off, before we start, I must say, I do love your Twitter. I remember one of the games there, Tyke Furlong kicked the ball and you weren't too happy with him as a tight head. And then I, I saw you during the week sticking up for your old teammate, Ron Nogueira. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, Twitter can be a fairly negative place, so I try not to contribute to it. You know, a bit of slagging aside, you know, although some people took that seriously. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. 
No, well, everyone knows t- props, especially tight heads don't kick the ball. Um, the other thing, you're a bit of a big tech guy. Are you, tell us about what, what are you doing over here at the Web Summit? Yeah, so I work as a sales director for a company called Amdocs now, who are in the telco software space. But Web Summit is probably one of the best places to come to meet people to find out what's coming next and like i, I really enjoy coming here you, you meet an awful lot of people you simply wouldn't meet otherwise and you usually come home with a few new friends yeah this your this isn't your first year is it no probably fifth or sixth time i've been coming here now so yeah, yeah. it's good tell us how does uh you're a farmer aren't you from belly originally how does a, a farmer get into tech <laughs> i've always had an interest you know uh so when I was growing up, um, I, I was always okay to fix your phone and build my own computers. You know, uh, I, I, I'm the, you know, the, the, the friend that you call and you have an issue, and I usually I know how to fix that sort of stuff. So I've always had an interest, and you know, it's, it's good that you can combine interest with business. Is that what you did in UCC? Because you you got a very interesting story that like you kind of wait. Well, tell us what you did in college first, I suppose. I did. Uh, Plant microbial biotechnology in college, so I, I spent four years there, and uh, after that, I went and worked in a lab for a couple of years. Didn't enjoy it particularly much, but then I um, got a trial with Harlequins in the summer of 2006 and turned professional that year, and I retired then in 2017. Yeah, they, like I suppose Jason Leonard, like, would, did he teach you a lot of the tricks over in London? Not so much. He ta- taught me how to drink a few pints, I tell you, because J- J- Jason is a legend in the club, you know. I uh, would have met him and, uh, on a few occasions, but he wasn't really involved into, in the coaching or day-to-day things. And where are you based now? Are you up in Dublin the whole time, or do you get home to Ballyhooley much like, do you? Because Ballyhooley is a centre, big place, like, you know. I know. I, I try and get down as much as I can, but you know yourself, for the last 18 months we've had, it's been difficult. But uh, I'm, I'm heading back down now this weekend because I have a new nephew and I have to go see him. Lovely, and um, I suppose also, uh, yeah, tell us about your story because you went UCC, Con, London, and what I really love, like that, you know, people say you should stay in the system in Ireland, but that wasn't true for you, like you know, and not true for others. It depends, you know. I mean, I often think trying to get into Leinster monsters, like trying to get into Man United or Liverpool, you know. So sometimes you have to go earn your learn your trade elsewhere, yeah. you know. So often, often if the opportunity comes to take play professional rugby and do it that doesn't matter where it's happening because once you're in once you're a professional rugby player a professional rugby player and you can then move you can improve and move on move your way around if you have to the last three tight heads for ireland uh Tyke furlong yourself and um john hayes all three have been farmers is there are the city lads too soft or something i don't know i i, I think you know there's a lack of mechanization in irish farms that kind of lends, it, lends itself to you know if you're hauling buckets and you know um dosing cattle it tends to build up the strength yeah it gives you it gives you a good grounding and then you add the gym work on top of that and you know it's it's pretty good definitely helps like and um i suppose looking at we got a big november ahead with andy farrell like uh who what are you most excited about to see in november like do you think andy farrell like he started off shaky but he finished well with a strong six nations at the end yeah, well, obviously, you know, the big ticket item is uh, the New Zealand game, so I'll, I'll be going to that. Uh, be interesting to see how, like, how, we, how we've evolved and progressed. We've got Japan up first, 
I think the New Zealand and Argentina. So it's a, you know it's a tough block of games. So I like to hope we win all three. You know I I, I know it's going to be difficult, especially looking at the New result New Zealand put up against Wales. But you know, I'd like to see a consistency of performance. You know and shows and put us in a good state. We're going to Six Nations next year. The aim has to be 2022. Surely, like surely you'll want to see some good young players come through. Who are you who are you looking forward to from I suppose being a former Munster and Leinster player. Uh, I can see Roland Keller kick on a hooker, you know. Uh, be interesting to see if, if Andrew Porter experiment at loose head that Leinster will, con- will continue on in, into Ireland. Um, I'd probably like to see more you know, very front row oriented now, but I'd like to see, you know, Tom O'Toole get a few more minutes to see how he's progressing. And, um, yeah, like, we've, we, we, and who's our best, best back row? It's a, it's a tough one. Like, you know, Lions, Jack Conan, you know, Reese Ruddock, um, who, You've got Josh Van de Fleer and Coombs down at Munster is making a play for you know the old warriors like Peter Manny and Johnny Sexton, you know. So it's a, uh, it's I'm looking forward to seeing what happens and how how we develop. No, definitely, and um, I suppose, Mike. Um, I suppose what's next for yourself then? Like uh, when you retired from rugby, like did you go straight into tech, or are you still involved with coaching with Leinster, or what? Are you, or is it just you're at this full time or what? I'm at, I'm at this. I'm at the tech full time, but you know I still coach a few teams. I'd be, uh, I was working with Old Belvedere last year, and my my, my son's under twelve team effective, so I'm coaching them and. You know, a couple of schools seem so I keep the hand in I enjoy it you know I especially work like working with the younger lads and seeing them progress and develop well, what's this I hear about uh, did you play second row at one point with C point or something because or, cause I, I play a bit with Sunday as well and I remember I think we were supposed to play a few years ago and we, we heard you were playing second row and we got we got very worried on the bus up no so what happened was I went I, I played uh, a few games of Malahide the year after I retired because there was this big tournament down in Bermuda every year for the old boys you know and I wanted to get a bit of fitness match fitness in for that and they persuaded me to keep playing for a few more games after but it's always prop Uh, I suppose finally then Mike uh, what I do with all my guests is uh, 60 second questions where you have to think in the spot so favourite thing to do on your day off Uh, favourite thing to do on my day off probably um Sit in my arse. <laughs> I know. No, I, I, no, I, I like. I like to go for walks, and I, you know, like might go to cinema, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, favorite film? Favorite film, Shawshank. All right. Uh, go to karaoke song. Uh, you've lost that loving feeling. Right. Hoodie or windbreaker? Hoodie. Uh, who would play you in a movie? Um, you, you, you know, in Shrek, when he turns into a human, right. that that fella. <laughs> Very good. Uh, what's your weakness? Ice cream. Uh, proudest moment? Uh, winning my first medal with uh, Ireland. Um, what's the uh, best book you've ever read? Best book I've ever read? Lord of the Rings. Uh, leg Day or Chester? Leg Day. And finally, uh, tea or coffee? Coffee. Yeah, Mike, thanks a minute for that. Cheers. Thanks very much. So, Mike. Um, yeah. Right, I'm joined by Tim Chase and Gilberto Silva. Um, I suppose I'll start with you, Tim. True Challenge. You were talking at the Web Summit this week. Tell, tell me what it's all about. Yes, yeah, so the True Challenge is a safe environment for people to engage with their fans. So, obviously, with all the hate and abuse that's going on across social media, Gilbert and I designed, we weren't the people who built it, there's far more intelligent people that built it to us. Um, but we wanted to come up with a safe environment for people where they can engage 
people like Gilberto can engage with his fans and the fans can respond to his comments and his challenges without fear of being abused. Um, so we're building a platform free from abuse. Is that a big problem? Are you, are you, you're on Instagram, Gilberto, but are you on uh, Twitter as well? Like, is that a big problem? Because I know with the website I have, it's definitely a problem for us. I, I'm in those platforms, you know, I'm using it for a while. Well, I, I've got a few things, you know, which is not so nice, but not that much. <laughs> I think I had more trouble when I left my last Club Atlético Mineiro and for some, somehow I, I went on court and the fans came on to me. But not an uh, abusive uh, situation regarding, uh, for example, like racism. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, but uh, it's tough, you know, nowadays, as we have seen, a lot of players are suffering with abuse. For example, I work with Fred from Manchester United. He, from time to time, he suffered this kind of abuse in uh, his social media. Not only him, but his wife as well. And they attack her, you know. Um, they attack his son as well. Family, you know, it's, it's disgusting. He's threat, big threatening them. And uh, we report to the club about the situation. And um, one thing we, we speak and we see a lot of people talk about the accountability of this social platform. We have to take care about who is using that. Yeah. You know, it's very important. This is one aspect we are looking uh, at, you know, to take care about this kind of situation. Yeah. Okay, and you, you guys think, um, so how long is the company going now, Tim? And um, what's, the, what's the end goal and what, who do you have signed up for already? So I can't say you signed up for it already because we're just about to go for a massive rebrand. Um, but the people we've worked with so far are AS Roma, Fred from Man United. Um, the results we had from Fred were pretty incredible. Um, and it's all about engaging with the fans, giving them the opportunity to engage with you if you're Gilberto Silva or a Fred. So we have Roberto Carlos, we've on the Soccer AM, Good Morning Britain, we were on for a little bit with Piers Morgan, we've got Arsenal, uh, Robert Perez, we could kind of, I could stand out here outside Web Summit and name drop till the cows come home. But it's, um, it's basically people we're looking for, it's people that actually truly want to engage with their fans, but also fans want to engage with people as well. So we say on our platform that obviously Ronaldo is the biggest person on social media but our platform isn't about likes comments uh, sorry isn't about likes views and followers it's about real engagement real uh, and making sure that you're transmitting positivity as well as everybody else so if you're a young person now I know it takes away the, the hate that might be on social media but if you're a young person now what am I getting out of the true challenge well so if you are let's say you're a Manchester United fan you can join a conversation uh, and a Manchester United will actually listen to you and will actually use your content so actually so imagine say if you're a Man United fan and you put over your opinion about uh, Ronaldo what was his first 10 games for Manchester United like you can give as long as it's thought out and sorry not thought out as long as it's it can be critical but as long as it's not abusive Manchester United will listen to you and will actually then have, could potentially spark a conversation off from your content so it's actually putting the fans putting the fans front and centre where they deserve to be cool and i suppose uh Chuberto, i better ask you are you still living in london now or are you attached to arsenal anyway and how did you come how did you come partners with him well i'm back in i'm back in uh, in brazil now i was living in london from uh, august 2019 until mars last year and then the pandemic came i came back with the family to brazil but then a few years ago me and tin we met together in a sports event in Manchester and uh, since then we kept talking you know, on kept the friendship and um, when I moved to London and we have more opportunity to get together 
he told me more, he explained me better about how True Challenge work and what was his idea and uh, invited me to join uh, him in the platform. You know, I said, listen, the, the idea is fascinating. You know, he's really fascinated me, and um, why not? And then I we start, and then we start the podcast together, talk mainly about Arsenal and doing some few interviews. It was really good. Now we are thinking the process what's the next step for the podcast, but I know, but we did the project now of rebranding um, through challenge. There's a lot of work to do, and uh, we are excited for the for the next step. Um, who've, who have you had on the podcast so far, Tim? And um, has the Web Summit been worth it for you? Is this your first year here? No, so we were we did Collision last year, which is online, and then we did Web Summit last year. And we weren't too crap last year that they invited us back face to face. Um, so we're obviously doing something right. Uh, the podcast, we've had some really good guests. We've had Roberto Carlos, Rude Hillett, if you're listening, look out the Invisible Wall podcast with Rude Hillett in. It's possibly the funniest hour of my life. And Rude Hillett was genuinely in tears with some of the, from a funny point of view, he's laughing with tears in his eyes. Uh, so that was really good. Who else we had on? Yeah, yeah. Sol Campbell. Sol Campbell. Yeah. Gilberto was on it a couple of times. <laughs> I'd hope so. Uh, I suppose, Roberto, um, speaking, I have to ask you about winning the World Cup in 2002 because being an Irish person that was Roy Keane left the World Cup and we thought we might have had a chance if uh, he hung around but uh, that was surely your proudest moment that time oh very proud very proud moments you know especially for me uh, no, I was not one of the the veterans in uh, in the team I was one of the youngest one you know to be in the team but also the first competition for Brazil it was amazing you know, to be there and be part of that great great group and achieve something unique in life now this is maybe it's once in lifetime you have this opportunity in this competition and uh, it changed everything you know the course of my career therefore I went to Arsenal and um, achieve what I achieved at the team and uh, where people get to know Gilberto in Europe and especially in England I got a few mad Arsenal fans just a few quick questions Gilberto um, who, how good a manager was Wenger when you were there? And who were the big characters that welcomed you into Arsenal that you fitted in well when you came to the club? Uh, he, he was a good manager, you know, but uh, he knew exactly what he had to do, what he could take from players, you know, the demands he got from what he expected from everyone, you know, understanding the ability and the quality of each individual. And uh, he took, I think, the best of out of everybody. I think this was really important. But also, you know, um, the players knew exactly what they want, all of us. Because if you don't, you don't know that, if you don't train well, if you don't perform in training session, you would not play. This was the rules. We all understand that. And um, that's why the training was really hard, really good but very intense, you know, and, um, well, the characters was significant at, the, at that team, you know, myself, Jerry, Patrick, So Campbell, Lauren, Dennis, you know, those guys, you know, always have a, you know, a strong voice in the dressing room and when they talk and about what, you know, they, they expect from the teammates as well. Yeah, think Arteta is doing a good job with Arsenal? I think he, for for now, I can say that you know he, he stabilized the team. Yeah. He uh, the, it seems like that there is a foundation where from 
their own they can keep moving forward but it's important for for them to keep consistent the consistency is very important for them it's the key for every football club if they want to uh, to win something if they want to be uh, to achieve what they 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 want and uh, hope they do it you know keep consistency and finally tim uh, in five years time where do you see true challenge what you hope um, i know I, we can't reveal it but you're hoping to rebrand it and stuff uh, but where do you see it down the line yes we came here to um, we had a press conference set up and we had a talk set up uh, and the day we arrived we were told by a legal team that we weren't allowed to announce the new name so it's a little bit disastrous but we've made the best as we could um, so I think we I think we obviously we think we can grow into sports but I think the, the, the way the platform works we think we've been going to other areas so music is something we're already talking to we're talking to, to three major musicians about having this collaborative way of working so they'll be able to put out their latest beat or track or, or, or vocals and then they'll look to their fans and their community to build a song from the information they've been given and I think that's possibly where we could be going but I think the, the world needs to listen to the fans more and I think the, the brands and the clubs that listen to the fans and puts them front and centre are going to be the fans and the brands that be successful well, look Tim and Gilberto uh, I hope we can do something down the line with bench warmers and uh, the very best of luck and it was lovely talking to you Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, lads. Yeah. And thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that there. Uh, four lovely people there in um, Emma Jones, Mike Ross, Gilberto Silva and Tim Chase. And I wish them all the best in what happens next for them all. But um, especially uh, Gilberto Silva and Tim Chase there with their true challenge. Definitely looks very interesting. They had the Manchester United midfielder Fred working with them already. So that'll be definitely one to watch. And... Um, yeah, and I really had a lovely time at Web Summit last week. It's very impressive to see how the whole thing is put together. And uh, I, I say I'll just get bigger and better each year. And uh, I suppose I better give a special mention to my buddy Stephen Toomey for getting me the ticket. And uh, yeah, it was just two birds of one stone. As I said, I've never been to Lisbon. And I said I'd go to the Web Summit as well. I was at, I was at it a few years ago when it was on in Dublin. But of course, uh, the Irish government, being the Irish government, we kind of let us slip out of our grasps. But um, until next time, remember you can get this Spotify or you can get this podcast on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. And I'll be back again next week with someone else from the world of sport. And until next time, I'm Neville Dunhu. I'm out of here. Thanks for listening.